Men, let's talk about low testosterone. Do you suffer from any of these symptoms? Low sex drive, ED, are you always tired, depressed, you have loss of muscle mass, you're obese, maybe you have loss of focus and drive, then you, my friends, may suffer from low testosterone. Let my buddies over at Men's Health in Mississippi, located right there in Madison, check your numbers today. Trust me, she'll thank you for it. I promise. Check them out online at menshealthms.com. That's menshealthms.com, Men's Health Mississippi. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman, Kim Wade, coming to you live from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Monday. We made it through another weekend. Well, some of us, those of us who are、uh, here, And those who can hear me speaking, you made it. But no man knows the hour when the Democrat kid will take your life. That's right, kid, you're dead, dead. But be that as it may, we're here. And it's going to be an open forum today. That's right, you can get it off your chest. There's a lot to talk about. I do want to make mention as we get into this、uh, Monday show、uh, those of you concerned about the budget shutdown, and look, This is the reason why I, I've kind of pulled back, unless you know, I'm doing a Mike Adams or something like that.、Uh, America's gone. What they're doing with the budget, folks, they, they've been doing every year since, I know since Barack Obama, because Barack Obama,、uh, I don't think he ever、uh, offered a, a budget. I mean, in other words, all, all we get are, are these continuing resolutions. There's never a budget. As the Constitution requires. They're going by House and Senate rules now, not the Constitution. In this way, they can pretend,、uh, you know, they got all this tension on the line and all this brinksmanship and all that. Folks, it's theater. They do this so they can come up with, they, they do it in two parts. They do the continuing resolution in the fall, September. And that's going to run until December. And then they'll do the same fan dancing in September. Excuse me, in this, it's going to run、uh, from September to December, a temporary budget, a continuing resolution, as it were. And then in uh, uh, December, they'll do the same thing. They just call it something different. But it'll never be the actual budget where you have to go down department by department. No, what they do is just what they're doing with this continuing resolution, this, this, Continue to, to keep the government open, keep it, what they say to keep it from shutting down. Nothing getting shut down. If you'll notice, the same people that they said were, uh, uh, what did they say? They were、uh, non value, low value workers or whatever during COVID. Ain't the same people. But be that as it may, what they're doing is each politician is adding ornaments on the Christmas tree called the federal budget. They're getting all their little pet projects honored so everybody will go along with the final vote. And they'll have it, you know,、uh, a one vote split, but it's all choreographed. Donut Head sent me a note saying, Oh, you see, the Republicans are going to come on, join the Democrats. No, it's, dude, it's all one party. We're the only ones who are not invited to the party. We're the taxpayers. Our only role is to fund the party. 
And then in that continuing resolution, that's where they throw in all those little uh, uh, hidden bills that nobody supposedly knows about taking more of our rights, whether it's telling you what, what you can't farm or what you can't eat, what you can't drive, what you can't own, what you can't buy. They throw all that stuff in there and get you focused on the fact, oh, the government's going to shut down. The government's not going to shut down. But if that's where your head is because you had not been paying attention to politics in this nation over the last 20, 30, 40 years, I understand. I mean, you know, it's like a person's Christian walk. Everybody's at different uh, uh, points in that walk, different stations on the road of life, the theological timeline, as it were. And it's not a matter of somebody being right or wrong so much as it is that that's where they're, that they're walking out the extent of their knowledge and revelation of the word. And then you're doing the same thing with politics. You honestly think that it actually means something that these folks are giving you all this 24 hour coverage uh, and got all people talking about, well, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to support this budget. If this is in there, everybody's going to support it once they get what they want in the bill. And this is how it's done. That's why Gene Taylor, who I thought was actually uh, a pretty effective politician for the 20 years he was in office, he was an independent. He caucused with the Democrats, but he was an independent, supposedly. But what he did, he he played the uh, uh, the guy who wouldn't go along with the BS guy. and uh, And so the Democrats would cut him out of committee assignments and things like that. But whenever it came down to votes like this here where they're going to have a one-vote margin and they needed his vote, and that's when he said, okay, now that list I sent you over, the things I want done for my district, once you once you fulfill that, we're good. And that's how he got things done. That's why he was there for 10 terms. But, of course, you know, black Democrats, they ain't played the <laughs> Look, they have not played. They have not played the political game effectively since they've been on this. Well, actually, since we were in slavery, uh, coming out of slavery, blacks doing Reconstruction had some sense. These Negroes today, man, please, you'd be better off putting the piles of excrements in in bags and lining up on the back row there, because that's all they're gonna do is sit there and do absolutely nothing. Bring home absolutely no bacon. Every action they take is on behalf of everybody else. But, hey, everybody else know how to play the game. We don't. We get what we get. They get what they get. No need to be mad. So those of you out there who are are concerned about the budget, I mean, I understand. Go ahead on. It's not going to change anything. I mean, it's the same old ripoff. The people in Ukraine who don't vote here in America, they can reach into the public treasure and get as much money as they want when they want it. And blacks, coloreds, Negroes, whatever we call ourselves today, African Americans, we get Nathan. But there's a lot of Americans that are getting the same thing that we're getting. It's just that, you know, we supposedly have some people working on our behalf. The only people we have working on behalf of the Christian patriots and rednecks is Donald John Trump and a few congressmen and senators sprinkled here and there. But for the most part, of course, the black community has the black caucus. And, of course, the black caucus works for the gays, uh, the illegals, the migrants, anybody but the black community. Whenever it comes to the black community, they say, well, if we do that, then, you know, we got to do it for everybody. Okay, try doing that then. 
If you got, if, and you know, Barack Obama used to say that all the time when people say, well, Barack, you really haven't done anything for the black community. Well, if I single out one community, I got to do it for everybody. Okay. That's what Donald Trump is talking about. These people full of crap. Our number is 601-879-0002. And that number's hotline number is brought to you by the Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutter People. CompleteExteriorsMS.com on the web. There you can schedule an appointment for someone to come out and give you an estimate. And also 326-2755 is the call number. And folks, a blast from the past. Dixon! What's up, man? Mr. Wade, how you doing today? All right. What's going on with you? Look, you were talking about those Ukrainians. Did you happen to see uh, 60 Minutes last night? I did watch that. I didn't watch watch it live, but I watched it online. I was wondering, you know, was I the only one about to hit the floor when they were talking about how the U.S. government is paying the salaries of Ukrainians? That's right. They're paying they you, say, yeah. Not only the salaries, but the pensions of Ukrainians. And I'm still trying to wonder what are they doing for the American people that we have to subsidize their lifestyle. <laughs> They're special. They're special. They've got connections in Congress, and that's all you need. Be a friend of Benny, a friend of Michael Guest, a friend of Roger Wicker, <laughs> Cindy Hyde Smith, and the money just rains down on you. But when we need money here in Mississippi, well, I don't know if there's anything in the budget. I mean, you know, we got a special, we got to pass a special piece of legislation. We can't, excuse me, Mr. Yeah, we can't right. talk because I told one of our mutual acquaintances, one you know well, I'm not going to call his name on the air, mm-hmm. about Donald Trump refusing mm-hmm. to meet, I mean, uh, Benny Thompson refusing to meet with Donald Trump when he came here for the opening of the two museums. Right. And within a week, he was sitting at the point of a table in Donald Trump's Oval Office trying to advocate on behalf of illegal immigrants. And I told this to this person, and they still, I mean, you can't expect elected officials to do anything for people who don't place any demands on them. But when I saw that about the American taxpayer subsidizing Ukrainian citizens for doing nothing for the American taxpayer. Man, come on. Bruh, look, that's how the game... Are we wearing fishnet stockings and <laughs> high heel shoes on somebody's stroll? I that's mean, is it. that it? That's it, bro. Look, look, look. We don't know how to play the game. The American people won't demand anything of their politicians. And those who try to demand, they're shouted down by those folks who aren't paying attention and saying, no, man, just leave things be. Everything's fine just the way it is. America's going broke. We got about 10 years before uh, the people who have uh, kept their head in the sand realize, man, we are screwed. And it's going to be way too late at that point. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get off because I know I'm going to make you mad. And I don't mean to because you've been a friend for too long. But the Ukraine is what got Donald Trump in trouble. Oh, no doubt. When he started digging around and I guess. They thought he was going to be like Obama and just, okay, don't pay any attention to, you know, concern yourself with something else. When Trump got involved with Ukraine, that's what brought all of this on. Because I tell people, remember, it was that phone call with Zelensky that they used in his first impeachment to try to remove him from office. Oh, yeah. Well, Ukraine is a... uh it's the uh, uh, mafia. It's the funky playhouse of the American uh, it's foreign of, policy. It, it's of the world. I mean, everybody goes there to 
pass their corruption on. Yeah, yeah, to get their corruption on. And, uh, uh, and when Donald Trump talked about investigating, they had no choice because everybody in D.C. is involved with it almost. And,、uh, you know, Democrat and Republican. Absolutely. Man, keep up the good work. Look, we had, I had someone、uh, wanting you to come out and speak to their group, and I gave them your number. So check your voicemail. Should be a message. Okay, I'll be glad to. Thank you so much. Now, y'all be blessed. All righty. All, All right. right. Let's go to Mobile Bob. Hey. Hey, man. <laughs> Thought you might wait on me a while. You're great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you caught me by the phone. Hey, great here from Brother Dixon. And、uh, he,、uh, he segued right into what I want to talk about, too. You saw Candace Owens' attitude about Ukraine, didn't you?、Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, I was looking that up to, to give to the producer to pay, to,、uh, pay, to play, rather. Uh, that's what you sent me. I was going to、uh, let, let him play that. But go ahead.、Uh, yes, he said our sentiments right as spot,、uh, spot on. Oh, yeah. And, and like Brother Dixon said, Ukraine is, it is a cesspool of corruption, been that way for, forever,、uh, for, for the longest time. Right. It's just a money laundering <laughs> scam. And like Candace Owen said, you know, her attitude was <laughs> you know, after Ukraine. <laughs> and really, the rest of the world, to a huge extent, how much more of our American lives and money got to be sacrificed to, to, to try to do whatever we think is so good for the rest of the world? Right. I'm sick of this junk. If you, said, you made a comment at the guy talk, asked about the Republican con-、uh, uh, uh, debate during that time. And they were sounding just like the Democrats when they came to this Ukraine crap. It's a.、Uh, folks, again. Ukraine is what's happening in Ukraine. America is being looted. Those in the know know that America, as we know it, as you grew up in, is not going to hold. The next 18 months going into the 2024 election is going to let you know which way this thing is going to turn.、Uh, for those who are not prepared, those who don't want to believe, your world is going to change. And it's all because of the Roger Wickers of the world, the Cindy High, everybody who's voting for supporting. Ukraine are voting to destroy America. Matter of fact, who sent me? Somebody sent me something about the fall of the Roman Empire. And again, you know, we see the、Which、parallel. It's a question on TikTok these days. You didn't even hear about that. Right. right. <laughs> Women asking men, are you thinking about the Roman Empire? <laughs> Where did that come from? Although, when you think about it, yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It, it's、uh, the, the country of Ukraine. It's actually not, it's not even a country. It's basically a no man's land. Yeah, and yeah.、Uh, they've been using it to、uh, launder money. They continue to use it to launder money.、Uh, when the politicians, when we send them billions over there, these politicians are getting 10% off the top. Coming back to them, coming back to the Democrat Party. That's the whole thing with the uh, uh, Sam Bankman Freed thing with the crypto. You know, Ukraine was all tied up in that. So, again, Because we won't stand up on our hind legs and demand these folks do right by us,、uh, they don't have to. And you get what you get. Oh, she said our sentiments exactly when it came to Ukraine and with all、yeah. the mess we caused in the rest of the world.、Mm-hmm. She said the biggest problem is because if the United States don't mind their own business, they don't mind their own business because chaos is how they make money. That's why we don't see them mind their own business when it comes to things like this. Chaos makes them money. So, that's, so it's, it's the easiest, quickest way to make money. And no accountability. You just throw billions of dollars, really trillions, if you include the Iraq war,、right. out there in the, in the la la land, 
and no one is accountable for it, holds any as audited or knows where the money's gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seems to end up wherever it ends up. Well, just think about it. I mean, look, if they tell you here, here's a stack of money to look the other way, you're a regulator, you're whatever, and、uh, you get more money that you, I mean, in, in your world, it's big bucks. And everybody's doing it now. Everybody up and down、mm-hmm. the food chain from the dog catcher to the president, they're, they're getting their stash because they say, if this thing goes down, I want to I protect myself. And the truth of the matter is, the money's going to be worthless. And that's what I was talking about in the next 10 years, baby. Actually, it's、yeah. going to be quicker than that. Your money's going to be worthless. But, you know,、yeah. hey, nobody wants to listen.、Uh, absolutely. And although the brother, this is uh, uh, his point. It, I mean, that, I was surprised for 60 minutes. It almost looked like a hit piece on Ukraine. Now,、yeah. they kind of backed off on it from the clips I saw.、Mm-hmm. I can't watch 60 minutes actually live because I can't stand it. Right. But from the clips I saw, it was like, this is 60 minutes? You, you all are asking questions.、Uh, I thought that was a no no for you to even, even question what's going on in Ukraine. Precisely. I was surprised. I, actually, I was surprised too, given how far the media has gotten you know, into the.、Uh, uh, Tank with the,、uh, the New World Order, or the New World Order actually owns them and giving them permission to say these things. But again, I guess to me, it's just the,、uh, their effort to show us that we don't count. And dang it, and you can do about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that is the case.、Uh, yeah, but it was like Zach said, Canada's own hit the nail on the head, how we all feel. And it just shows that more the detachment of the rank of, these, of the Republican Party to,、mm-hmm. the, to, the, uh, to us. Right. They just don't. I don't understand these folks. How they, they're so detached from us. But they are. All right, Mobile. Look, we appreciate it. We're going to play Candace Owens when we come back. It's a short clip. She talks about the Ukraine, and I think she expresses the view of many Americans. We'll be right back. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, you, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bail Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601 8 2 All right, folks, want to remind you Two Gun Tactical. That's right, folks, 667 Casey Lane in Flowood, and soon to be at the corner of Lake Harbor and Highway 51 in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Folks, the same great quality service courses and product will be available there at the new location with the addition that you'll be able to go there and shoot your long rifles. That's right, folks, the heavy artillery, as it were. So,、uh, again, We're expecting in the next 60, 90 days, it'll be ready to go. They're moving quickly over there to build the new location. We encourage you to go ahead on and get a membership. I would imagine membership is going to be good, low, both locations, but all that's to be fleshed out. We'll be having John in here soon, and he'll be telling us more of the latest and the greatest of what's going on with Two Gun Tactical. TwoGunTactical.com for your coursework, training, and folks, if you need ammo, if you need firearms, Uh, they have it. They can get it for you what they don't have. They have rentals available along with the equipment, earplugs, and glasses. So we encourage you to make that your one stop shop for all your 
a shooting、uh, firearm needs. Check it out today. Two Gun Tactical. All right, folks, we're going to play Candace Owens. She represents the views of a lot of Americans, I would imagine, as it relates to money going to Ukraine. Mr. Producer, if you would. Uh, the Republican debates, and they're sitting here trying to make me cry for people in, in Ukraine. I, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have you looked around America yet? Do you really think that this is what the people at home are going to respond to, perpetually telling them that they have to care about another nation more than their own backyards, that they should be caring more about what's happening in Ukraine and Chris Christie trying to pitch it and you know, Pence trying to pitch it and Nikki Haley? You o k n We w need to be the police officers of the world and we can't even police her. We can do both. No, we obviously can't. Like, have you? Walk down the streets of Los Angeles? Have you walked、Philly、down New York?、Jackson. We clearly, obviously can't、yeah. do both, right? And so, having, I think, that the courage to stand on something that doesn't feel establishment popular or mainstream media popular, but that you understand is what people are actually feeling. And, you know, I'm very much a person that from the very beginning has said, F Ukraine, you know, I stand on that. And I, I would have said it if I was on the debate stage. Like, I would have let them all do their little pitch and the cries、Why? and the tears because. How this gets into the why if Ukraine is what I yeah, ask why because rich because rich men north of Richmond, you know what I mean? That because rich men north of Richmond, because people literally can't put food on the table. You've stopped people from working in America.、Uh, the average person is struggling to even be able to afford gas, groceries.、Uh, you have people that are dealing with an influx of crime and illegal immigration in their cities, people whose daughters and kids are being raped and killed at Woman that was horrifically killed in Arizona going on a run by an illegal immigrant. All of this is happening in our country right here. Because if you told me as a mother that I need to care more about what's happening in the neighbor's house while my kids were suffering in my house, I would look at you and tell you you were crazy, obviously. Of course, I'm going to take care of my own house first. And if I have something after my house is in perfect order, right?、Mm -hmm. And then you say to me, hey, they need help, that's, that's just common sense. But if my house is in complete chaos and my kids can't eat and my kids are struggling, how dare you tell me that it's wrong to want to care for my own first? And that's exactly what the American foreign policy is amongst the elites. But Candace, our house has never been in perfect order, as you know this in America. So, how do you grapple with the fact that? When do we get involved? Like, if China, we shouldn't. If anything, anyway, like non interventionist. So, China attacks Taiwan. You're good with it. I'm, I'm what, what kind of like foreign policy do you think we should even have? Zero whatsoever in the world? All, everything that we're doing in the world right now is we're suffering from not being able to mind our own business. This idea,、uh, you know, post World War II in inter, regarding international liberalism, that it was our, now we must spread our ideas everywhere and everybody must accept them. Maybe people don't want to live like Americans want to live. Have we ever thought、mm -hmm. of that? Like maybe people in Iraq and Iran actually are not interested in the way that we live. Maybe people in Saudi Arabia are not interested in the way that Californians live. And by the way, if you're looking at what's going on in California and LA, does it seem like maybe people should be embracing American values? Values and principles at this moment. Like, if, if, you could, if you could buy them and purchase them right now as another country, you probably would be wanting to go the other way. Hence,、mm -hmm. Uganda and the laws that they're putting in place trying to keep this LGBTQ agenda that Americans are funding all across the world. Why are we funding that? Why are we funding saying that girls in, in Pakistan need to learn about <laughs> transgenderism? This is the,、mm -hmm. the foolishness that our tax dollars are going toward. And people.
people, oh, is that because of international liberalism? These are great ideas. No, they actually, these ideas kind of suck, actually. It's arrogance. Suck. Okay. And it's, it's arrogance. It's, Ameri- it's, not, it's not even American arrogance because the average American doesn't think this way. The average American doesn't think that children in kindergarten need to learn 75,000 genders. We aren't even, we're not impressive academically. Kids are getting systematically dumber in America. We have nothing to show for all of the money that we're spending all around the world. Our country is in full decline. Yeah. So yeah. I, I actually want to be clear. It's not just F Ukraine. It's F everybody until we get our house in order. So nothing. Yeah. You don't want to be involved. Nothing. So if China nothing. attacks Taiwan and the semiconductor chips were relying on and that's going to be gone and 96% of the products that the China manufacturing right now in China were uh, uh, Apple's manufacturing in China and they go through that mess. It's okay. It affects you. You're totally not fine. Our boys to die on foreign soil. Zero. No, not one American life. To so, be lost so then, so then how do you, so, so then what would, if a Candace Owens was president today, what would your foreign policies be? What would your approach be with Xi? What would your po- approach be with Putin? What would your approach be with what's going on in Iran or some of these guys? What would you do? Yeah, well, I mean, with Putin, obviously, the worst thing that we could have possibly done, which is what's happening now, is folded him further into the arms of the East. OK, Putin should be a natural ally with the West. We have been pushing this fake Cold War for way too long. OK, we're not in the 60s anymore. OK, Putin is not trying to rebuild Soviet Union. Uh, he doesn't have the money. I mean, it's completely ridiculous to think that Russia is the biggest threat. This is just the mainstream media simulation. It's going to be just like the Soviet Union, whereas we're the ones that are actually pushing further into that territory. I mean, it's complete delusion. We're the ones that is putting NATO on everybody's border and pushing and inching further after we gave promises that we wouldn't do that, that we would not expand one inch eastward. Okay, so we're just not being honest about what it is that's even happening over there. We're not being honest about the corruption and the laundromat that Ukraine is and the reason why we have such a vested interest in it, Biden's interest in it, you know, Burisma and everything that's going on. This has nothing to do with caring about Ukrainian soldiers. If you if you actually bought that narrative that they're worried about the Soviet Union expansion, you're absolutely wrong. You know, they just are, they want to expand their own power in that region. And so when Trump was in office and he sought to have a meaningful relationship with Putin so that we weren't for pushing him into the arms of China, and China is actually a threat to the United States, uh, yeah, that was the right policy to have, an actual peace policy, you know, that we should be respecting how people want to run their own countries, right? And also trying to have strategic relationships, strategic partnerships with them. That's that that is what makes sense to me. I believe in national sovereignty. I believe that Russia has the right to run its country the way that it wants to run its country. I believe Iraq, Iran, America, the the United Kingdom. I don't want to be, you know, we want to be out. We don't want to be right. a, a part of the We're going to take a break. That's Candace Owens. You get the gist of it. The bottom line is, dude, we don't owe Ukraine anything. That pot sits on its own bottom, baby. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service. Blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care Mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. 
All right, we're back, folks. It's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios and all the way from Chattanooga. Choo choo! Sweet Caroline. Hey, Carol. Kim. Carol. I want to make a comment about 60 Minutes. Yes. Last Sunday, I was really mad at 60 Minutes. What? The way they very unfairly, selectively misrepresented Jackson. That was so unfair. It was a hit job. Come on, and Kale. Buddy, I didn't appreciate it. Carol, 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 it was not a hit job. Oh, yes, it was, Kim. Yes, it was. It was intentional. What did they say? What did they say that, that, that caused they your showed One little raggedy house in Jackson, and that was a house yeah. over in West Jackson, yes. Of yeah. all the beautiful, majestic, historic, uh accurately architect <laughs> buildings in Jackson that are absolutely stunning. And believe me, I've seen them. And of all the pristine communities in Jackson that I've seen, beautiful, beautiful uh, structures. And they had to do that. It I was, was only, pissed off with It was only one little old house. That's the only thing they did show. Well, look... It's, but anyway, it's the truth, Carol. Look, people, no, listen. It's li- not, Kim. Yeah. I've got big brown eyes. I've been in Jackson many times, and I know that was a very poor, limited. You know what? If 60 Minutes came to Chattanooga and showed two little raggedy-ass houses <laughs> and let that represent Chattanooga, I'd be mad at 60 Minutes, and I probably would have called them. They were keep- That would have not represented Chattanooga. They were keeping it real. No, they was not. And you know it. Yeah, Carol. You're in real estate, Listen, camp. listen. You know there's very... Yes, they are, but that was not... The, the nice houses is not what drove the prime out of here. It was the, it was the deterioration the, and the decay. And see, the people who caused the deterioration and decay, they don't recognize their contribution and how people are really unhappy with it. And I think it was a good opportunity... That wasn't 60 Minutes' intention, though. Their intention was selective, and it was a hit job on Jackson. And I said I wasn't going to watch 60 Minutes no more. They played too many reruns all summer for me anyway. But let me get to why I called. (laughs) I never thought I'd see the day that I agreed with somebody like Dixon. (laughs) But... When they told this thing about Ukraine and how the American taxpayer is paying pensions, I could, you know, Kim, I'm not a real intelligent person when it comes to foreign policy and war and all this stuff. I can kind of understand, you know, America giving them weapons because most of the weapons are made here. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win in a way but and i can kind of see them maybe wanting to help keep the the government afloat what's left of their government but when it came to that part kim i was absolutely pissed off and flabbergasted (laughs) that's just going too far so i i don't know what's i don't know what it's going to take you know it's going to take getting trump it's going to take getting trump back in there we need your we need your vote for trump Kim, I, 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 I tell you what, if there was anything that might make me 
halfway, not halfway, but just a tiny bit considerate, that might have been it. But he's going to have to do a lot more to get my vote. But you Don't have you to want agree, pro- Kim. That's going too far. Paying their pensions? When we got auto... Well, they're going to continue to do it. On striking. Yeah, they're going to... Because con- they're not getting their pensions fulfilled and everything, Kim. Well, that's because you guys keep voting for the wrong people. We need the greatest of all time back in office, Donald J. Trump. We need your help, Carol. America needs you. <laughs> Don't try to patronize me, Kim. <laughs> I'm not good with foreign policy, but I'm good with bullshit, Kim. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Bye. Okay, I was a little animated today. Let's go to Jim. <laughs> What's up, Jim? Hey, Kim. What's up? That was really interesting listening to Carol. But let me ask her a question. And uh, she, I'm sure she's still listening. Were you nearly as mad about uh, Chuck Way Lamompa standing up there and telling New York Times that the state did not pay any of their water bills, which was a flat-out lie? Mm-hmm. Was she mad about that at all? Good, good, good observation. Good point, sir. Well, I just wonder because she goes <laughs> off on these tangents about showing a house. Well, was the house there? Yeah, okay. Are there others? Sure, but this one <laughs> with Chuck Way, that was a flat-out lie. True no that. way around it. Flat-out lie. Was she mad about that? Oh no, that's okay. Uh, why? Well, yeah, we know why. And, they, and then, and then when they pro- portray Mississippi as uh, just ate up with racism and nineteen uh, sixties and slavery still everywhere, well, we don't appreciate that. But they continue to do it, and we know that that is not the way uh, life is in Mississippi. No, uh-uh. I just want to get Carol's take on that. Is she going to call Lamombo a liar? Mm-hmm. Which he is. There's a flat out fact. Yeah. Appreciate it, Kim. I'll keep listening. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right. yeah, yeah. Look, and see what Carol said that she might consider voting for Trump. See, th- this is the same thing the strong man is up against when you talk about running for office and soliciting votes. There are people who, even though they know it's the right thing to do, it would make their lives better, would lower their blood pressure, uh, save them money, yada, yada, yada. If it means crossing the line and voting against a Democrat, they'd rather grab Jesus in the throat. If I had to ask you, was your life better off under yeah. Trump or Biden? I love Trump. For sure. Bring you love him? Back. Yeah, bring the money back. Drop yeah. that stimmy. Drop, 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 drop that, that stimmy. <laughs> no, real talk, though. I mean, these people are gone. I mean, and people say, well, you know, you can't reason with them. No, these people are under demonic influence. Even when they know what's going on is wrong, they will still put Joe Biden back in office who's causing all this here. We were not at war under President Trump. Life was good. You guys just didn't like his personal ways. And now you don't like the way the country's being ran into. I'm telling you. But look, here's the thing. I'm going to be gone. I would have left the stage of life, gone on to my uh, uh, resting place. I'll probably just be inside the door in heaven. I may not be up on the dais, but you guys will be down there fighting it out. But you brought this on yourself. I was talking with some folks yesterday, whether you guys want to accept it or not. The repository and reservoir of what Christ intended for humanity and mankind in this country in large measure uh, resides in Christian patriots and rednecks 
MAGA supporters, Tea Party supporters, more than any other demographic group in this country. The black community as a whole, collectively, we're the community that's bringing the rest of the nation down. Wherever you have large numbers of us, the country's going down because we are the vanguard of all that evil and wrongdoing that goes on. It couldn't happen without us, without our uniform block voting that we do. Now, we can get mad and act like it's the 60 minutes uh, portraying us wrongly, but the evidence is everywhere. Everywhere we tread our feet, the only people who's going to be happy is Satan and his band of minions. Let's, let's go to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, man. Hey, Jim. Hey, now. How you doing, uh, sir? Oh, great, man. How you doing today? All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I was called in response to Carol, <laughs> and uh, uh, if she is real concerned about Jackson, why is she in Chattanooga? She ought to be moving her happy butt down here, you know, and <laughs> come see what they were talking about and what the 60 Minutes failed to do was go ask Dion why the hell he left. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, I mean, everybody doesn't appreciate all this decaying society, all this degraded quality of life. Yeah, okay, yeah, you might have a good reason why it's like that. That still don't make people like it and want to be around it. Well, no, uh, man. Yeah, that's why I left. Mm -hmm. I'm out of there. (laughs) Don't ever intend to buy another square inch of property in Hines County again. Yeah. Yeah. And see, uh, the thing about it is we had people here. We just didn't show the appreciation through our government uh, elected officials that we wanted people to stay here. We kept giving off this air. You can leave if you want to. You can leave. Well, people left. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, when people start seeing the degrading of the quality of life and the degrading of security to where they're afraid to sit in their front yard or afraid to, you know, do anything in their front yard. Heck, uh, uh, in Jackson, they, they pick up stones and leave if they can. Now, right. what is unfortunate, there's some people in Jackson that can't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're they're pretty much tied to their house and where they live forever and ever and ever. And, uh, you know, maybe too old to get up and leave and everything. And they're kind of stuck there. And I feel sorry for all those, but uh, they're in the middle of a Chikway Lumumba go. Right. And all that stuff started probably 30 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, Jackson being the, uh, you know, the the, the great city, uh, you know, the, for everybody, and it, it just what? Mm-hmm. Well. Downhill and downhill and kept going. Look, nobody's stopping us if we want to do better. We'd rather do more complaining than actually doing something to make our lives better. And look, we get what we get. And I encourage people, do not do not indulge us on this. If we want to do stupid stuff, then let us get stupid consequences and enjoy it. Brother, I got to take a break. Take it easy, brother. All right. All right, folks, you're not going to believe this. A man who obviously has done his time, and he's available to make phone calls now. Larry! Hey Kim, what's up? Where, where you been, man? Hey, I'm I'm still there listening, Kim. Okay, as long as you're out there listening, brother, because I don't want you to miss any classes. Hey, look here. 
What? I can't see how can so many people that call themselves Christian folk a follower of Christ and want to support somebody like this lying at Trump. You know, I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you see that mugshot of Trump, and they took that mugshot of him. There's a mugshot. Yeah, I saw that mugshot. What did he look like? He looked like a king. He looked like the president. Hold it. He's a liar. Whoa, 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 whoa. Break yourself, fool. He's a liar, and he looked just like the devil. Oh, my God. That was two things that that stood out in that mugshot. If you had had looked in Trump's eyes, you could see nothing but evil. Oh, Larry, Larry. Larry, you can't be serious. Are you on drugs? That's just, that's just a represent of Satan. Trump is a represent of Satan, and yeah. I don't think. Now, listen to me, Trump. And you call yourself a Christian? How can so many people that call themselves <clears throat> Christian can support somebody like that? That's a devil. Trump is nothing but a devil in disguise. Oh He's a lying ass devil. Uh, and how, how how can people support him? Le, le, Larry, the source of your yeah. anger, sir, sir. Uh, Repent. Say what? Repent. Now y'all need to hold it. Y'all need to. I can't believe you said this about President Trump, brother. Are you are you on drugs? Wait a minute, Uh, Kim. And and, and then you talk. Look at this man. He talking about grabbing a woman pussy. Whoa, 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 Larry, 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 Larry. Who? Look at the time. Look at the time, folks. I'm telling you, them crazies are coming serial file. Hey, Lord, I ain't trying to tell you how to do your job. You can send some of those calls over to Gallo. Because I ain't done nothing to nobody. Folks, we're back. It is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade coming to you live from WYAB 103.9 FM. Well, folks, it is a Monday. We got an open forum here. Uh, we have a special guest in the, in the studios with us. Actually, we got one in the studios and one on the line. And uh, before we uh, get to the guest on the line. Let's introduce our guest in the studio. We have Mr. John Armstrong, and uh, he is a legislative liaison for Convention of the States. And uh, uh, Mr. Armstrong, welcome to WYAB. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And you have somebody on the line. Who is I, that? I have Dan Eubanks, a representative from the DeSoto area of Mississippi, and uh, he has a story to tell about a, a simulated convention that we ran in Williamsburg, Virginia, just last month. Okay. Folks, that is the Dan Eubanks. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> How you doing, Dan? How you doing? All right, man. All right. Look, glad to have both of you guys in here. Before we get Absolutely. started here, I want one of y'all to give us an overview about the Convention of States, how it got started, uh, where we find ourselves today with that effort. Can I jump in and back up a little bit Absolutely. behind? There's some forgotten American history that I ran across recently, mm-hmm. and I've been telling everyone that I meet about it. One of the founding fathers who was very much involved, he uh, wrote a founding document that presupp- that came before the, the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. He went to the convention. He was there every day. Not all of them were. Mm-hmm. He was one of the top five commenters about the Constitution, so he was very involved. When they were done with the Constitution, his quote was, I would rather cut off my right hand than sign that document. The document that was signed? The Constitution. He did not sign it and said he would rather cut off his right hand. This is something that I had never heard. And what was his hesitancy? Well, the question, my question is, too, who is he and why? Yeah. He was George Mason from Virginia. The George. Okay. Yes. He did not sign the Constitution. He had a number of reasons, but the top reason was no Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. He wrote about it. That <clears throat> essay that he wrote was published in a newspaper. It was turned into a pamphlet. It was widely read in uh, the States at that time. We think of the document, you know, with Thomas Jefferson, the uh, Federalist Papers as being the thing that everyone referred to, not so much. George Mason's uh, complaints about the Constitution were hugely influential. So when the states were ratifying the conventions, how many bills were submitted to become a Bill of Rights? 10, 20, 50, 75, 100, 150, more than 200 bills came in from the state ratifications. And those were then given to, uh, it was um, James Mason, to consolidate, Mm -hmm. which is why, if you think about it, the first Bill of Rights has five or six, what is it? Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. Those were all separate from different states and all just kind of jammed together. They really should be each separate, but trying to make it simple, make it just 10. My, My thought is George Mason was really the father of the Bill of Rights. He should get that distinction. He mm-hmm. doesn't. There's no huge monument in mm-hmm. D.C. There's no musical <clears throat> in, you know, mm-hmm. on Broadway about him. But he's also not done. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, George Mason is the guy who came up with Article 5 that I'm Artic- volunteering for now. Article 5 of our uh, Constitution of right. the United States. It was September 15, 1787, two days before the Constitutional Convention was over. He stood up yet again, probably was tiring for the other guys because he was often commenting in this way. And he said, we got a problem. We have one way to amend the Constitution. Do we think this is perfect? No. We have put in that Congress can propose amendments that then they go out to the states to be ratified. But what if... Congress turns tyrannical. Now, well, that's the old word. We don't use that word much anymore. I where, where we find ourselves today in my yeah, estimation, but go ahead. Crazy, corrupt, <coughs> rotten, evil. Mm-hmm. Those are the words we use. Tyrannical, not so much. George Mason said, 
we need the end around play. So if the other team is clogged up in the middle of the field, you can't run the ball, you can't pass the ball, what are you doing? You turn, hit your wide receiver, and have him dance, dance down the sidelines for a score. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Now, I've made it sound great. What did the other founding fathers in Philadelphia think? We know exactly what they thought. It's in the notes. There was no debate, unanimous decision put in another way to amend the Constitution. Every single founding father loved the idea. So do I. Mm. It means that the people and the pressure we can apply to our state legislatures, which is much more than we could ever, even, in a, even if the Congress were acting you know, in a good way, right. I've met already how many state legislatures, guys, I've I know them. I shake their hand. I say hello. I've never, I will never have that chance with Pelosi and Schumer and all those guys. They don't care. I'm too small. I'm too far away. I don't matter. I can make a difference at the, at the state level. So Mississippi has already passed, which is fantastic. We have 19 states already passed. We need 34 to get to convention. I think it's doable. And so that's why I volunteer my time. All right, folks, we're talking with John, excuse me, John Armstrong, legislative liaison for the Convention of States. And uh, uh, he's here to talk more about uh, what's going on with that effort. And we have Dan Eubanks. Dan, you got any comments, sir? So I think John laid it out pretty good. I mean, it's it's kind of the Hail Mary. And it, and a lot of people think that there's some kind of like extreme type of measure. But really what it is, it's no different than the process that takes place when we add an amendment. So you think back to when uh, the slaves were freed or women were given the right to vote or or any of the stuff that came after the fact. What happened was Congress proposed an amendment. It went back to all of the states to be ratified. All the state legislatures had to ratify it. And when you got 38 states that ratified it, it went into the Constitution. All this does is say, hey, when you got – when you got a bunch of people in D.C. that are so much a part of the swamp that they don't care about anything but their next re-election cycle, not for the benefit of the country, not the best thing uh, for this great republic, then the states have the power to say, well, we're going to call a convention and we're going to offer an amendment to either restrain you or to fix the problem you seem unwilling to fix, and it will go back before every state. So that. There's a lot, you know, the naysayers are all like, well, what about a runaway convention? They yeah, that, take away our guns. And, you know, Gavin Newsom, he's, he's trying <clears> to play into that. You know, he, he, he's, he's, he, he's put pitching for a, um, uh, a convention of states to, to restrict gun rights. Well, mm-hmm. I, I doubt that'll go past maybe the, but the super liberal states like, uh, California, New York, maybe Chicago, right. uh, or Illinois, I mean. And, um, but the the bar is so high that that uh, you know that's the that's the protection built into it, and the fact that it has to come back before every state. And like John said, you know the government that's closest to the people is usually the one that's most accountable. Right. And so when it comes back before the people, the people will make their voice known to their state senators and state representatives, and they'll say, "Hey, hold up now," or they'll be like, "Yes, yes, you better vote for this." And and so it's a beautiful system. It's a lot of foresight on the on the part of our founding fathers and it's a tool at our disposal to try and fix some of these problems that we're dealing with in our country you know uh the convention of states as you pointed out 
has raised concern on many quarters about、uh, being a runaway convention. But even if the convention was a runaway convention, there's so many other tripwires and stopgap measures、uh, that would prevent it from ever taking place because you still got to get 34 states.、Uh, you got to get each state. You got to lobby just like what you're doing right now.、Oh, yeah. right, right now, in the traditional way, the way that everybody always、uh, understood、uh, amendments to be added,、uh, it's easy to bribe 435 members of Congress and 100、oh, senators.、Yeah. Than it would be to try to bribe however many legislative bodies we have, but 50, 52, 51, whatever it is, and all the numbers that that in, entail. So you got a greater chance of being able to get what you want with this alternative method. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that out, John, about、uh, this being the、uh, alternative or the backdoor route or what, con- I mean, what the founding fathers intended for us to have to protect us from. The government, which is what the, ten,、uh, the Bill of Rights was for to protect us from the government. Right. Kim, if I can interject, you're spot on. And here's the cool thing about it is, you know, the bar is already super high even to call a convention. So you've got to get 34 states on board. They all got to align、mm-hmm. to call it. But it takes 38 states to ratify it.、Mm-hmm. So let's say you had 34 liberal states. You know, that we're able to actually get successful and call a convention. Well, guess what? It's going to come back before all the states. And I, I promise you, there's, there's more than 12 conservative states that would be like, oh, heck no. And, and it would stop it. Like you said, there's so many, so many checks to the system along the way that、um, that's, what prevents, that's what prevents a runaway convention. Plus, you know, when you go to a convention, there's a specific call that you're going to deal with, and most states. Would take and tell their delegates, you're not allowed to venture from that call. You got to stay on topic, stay on point. And,、uh, and, and so, like I said, and just like you said, there's a lot of checks and, and、uh, balances built into the whole process. Oh, folks, the web,、uh, website, if you want to get、uh, the video, watch the video of it, give a over, good overview, conventionofstates.com. Conventionofstates.com. We have Steve on the line. Hey, Steve. Hey, Kim, how you doing? What's up, buddy? So, what y'all are talking about is much ado about nothing because Mississippi's already passed a constitutional convention call, number one. Number two,、uh, they can change the means of ratification during a runaway con con. So, don't give me that crap that takes 38 states to ratify it because they can change that too, along with our gun rights. The deep state has been trying to pull a con con every day. Well, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Hold, 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 hold. Okay. Okay. Let's say that if they pass, they pass an a, a amendment, let's say, at the runaway convention to do away with the requirement of 38 states, you still got to get 38 states to agree to that to go back to a lower number. Exactly. No, they don't. And they didn't during the original constitutional convention. They completely changed everything up. Do your that, research. Do that your, was, listen, your history. What's the key word here? The original Constitution. So there was no Constitution until then, right? Like I said, it really d o n t matter because in this state, they've already made the call. So you don't have to convince us it's a done deal. Yeah. Well, okay.、Uh, the Convention of States. Dan, you got any comments? Or John? I would like to mention that we had a simulated convention, Convention of States, held that in Williamsburg, Virginia, just、mm-hmm. last month. And、uh, Dan Eubanks was the participant from Mississippi,、mm-hmm. so he can speak 
much more clearly about what happens at a convention and what are some of the other restraints on a convention of states. You want to? Yeah, and, and just to answer Steve's question, um, Kim was right in the fact that you can't change the rules of the game in the middle of the game. You may decide, hey, the next time we play the game, we're going to play by these rules, but you all have to agree. And so if you have, um, you know, the, the 38 is pretty well defined, and it's in the Constitution. And so you can't change the Constitution unless you have it ratified by 38. Convention. But no, it's got to be ratified by 38, Steve. That's the point. Well, and it, there's not, a little bit different. not if you not if you change not if you change it during the con con. I know, but the con con it still has to be ratified by thirty eight. No, it so, doesn't. They can change that. No, no, they can change the that they want to do that, but the, that request that desire has to be ratified by thirty. Let's say that they they decide they're going to have thirty states. The thirty eight states have to agree to go down to thirty states to ratify it. No, I think you're wrong, and I think. Well, the Chief Chief Justice Warren Berger warned about this. He said they can change it. I, so I, I don't. Look at, again, look at your history. And it, again, it doesn't matter because the call has already been made in Mississippi. And I will bet you right now, 10 PMR 30s against one Arminus 32 revolver, that if they have this, you're going to lose your gun rights. Everything the deep state does is going to finally be illegal. It will be legal for them instead of illegal. You mark my word. Well, See the things happens. things that are illegal now, they don't even care about. They're still doing what they want to do. So, okay, so they don't care about it now. Why, why are they going to care about it? Because you had a meeting and called it a con-con. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to let them uh, uh, follow yeah, up with you. Have a good day. All right. Thank thanks, you. Steve. Okay. Well, <clears throat> you, well you, you know. Go, go ahead, John. <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> I tell you what, y'all hold up. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is a Monday. Also, before we get back to our guests, I want to remind you about Mayo Auto Clinic in Raymond, Mississippi. Raymond, Mississippi, down on Highway 18. Folks, if you're having problems with your car, hadn't been resolved, well, troubleshooting is what they do. You've heard of the Mayo Health Clinic, where you go to get that expert care. They've seen everything under the sun. Mayo Auto Clinic, around three decades, have seen the same. So when it comes to troubleshooting, particularly on diesel, that's right, diesel repair and programming. They can handle that in any make or model, folks. That's what they do. Cost-effective and quality service. So check them out online, mayoautoclinicms.com. All right, let's get back to Mr. Dan Eubanks and Mr. John Armstrong with the Convention of States. That's conventionofstates.com. Now, we can pick up where we left off. Do you remember what we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got something to say to that, too, unless okay. you, uh, you, Go ahead. you have something there. Well, you know, one of the things that, that Steve, your 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 That's prior right. guest that, that called in, um, you know, it's 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 sort of, sort of that narrative that the naysayers of the convention and Article 5 have. And to, to kind of dive into history, the Philadelphia Convention of 1787, what he was talking about, People saying that it was a runaway is kind of based on poor scholarship. It's a false narrative that goes kind of like this. Convention delegates only had the authority to amend the Articles of Confederation, which was America's first constitution. But they ignored that, and they threw the articles on the scrap heap, and, and uh, you know, they, they say that, well, they jumped out of their boundaries and ran outside the law. But in reality, 10 of the 12 state delegations at that convention had broad authority, which included the ability to adopt a new constitution. Mm. So it's not even... Comp- 
imperative. Um, th- and this was made explicitly uh, and gave, given their instructions by the, the states that sent them. And so it's kind of like you think about it like if you're laying a, a foundation for a house, let's say you're going to build a new house. Uh, we didn't really have a, a intact foundation back then, and that's what they were attempting to do. And and you can kind of put your 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 uh, your batter boards up and decide, okay, this is going to be the footprint of our house. But before you pour the slab and run the plumbing, you can decide, you know what? I think we're going to change it a little bit. You're going to pour that slab and you're going to build your house on it. We built the house. We've been living in the house for over two centuries. We have all of this precedent behind us of how things are and and how the law and the constitution and the bill of rights and all of it is figured in and it's what we have adhered to for that long so so most people that that want to pull up that that uh that convention that constitutional convention of 1787 it it, they're looking at it i think through the the wrong lens at that point in time we were still a brand new nation you know we we had articles of confederation but we didn't really have our first constitution i mean real constitution that that stuck and that we kept uh, for the last 200 years so I understand his 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 concern and his fear, but I don't I don't believe it it's based in 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 how the the system operates or even by the the rule of law that we have now. And and you were right earlier when you said it's, if you wanted to do that, it would still have to go back before all fifty states, and you'd have to have thirty able eight of them agree. Yeah, we're going to change the number that it takes to you know have a convention. So right. I just. Maybe if I pointed that out, it would be a little bit clearer. Also, one other thing I think is it plays into those fears. You're right. Is we don't have very many interstate conventions these days. It's kind of a strange animal. And this leads into what Convention of States has done recently, which was to simulate a convention of states. They had legislators acting as delegates. They'd come in from 49 different states. Uh, Dan Eubanks, you were one of them. How did the conven- the simulated convention go? I assume it went completely off the rails from the moment go, right? <laughs> well, you know, it was it was really it was really an amazing experience. You know, they they've done two of these. They did one back in 2016, I believe it was, yes. and and I I was blessed and honored to be a part of that one as a delegate from Mississippi. Uh, and then they did this one just this past um, August. And, you know, any convention that were to take place would would take probably weeks, if not months, before you came up with something, because you have to thoroughly vet something. And the cool thing about it is you have – it's like a brain trust. You have You have legislators and attorneys and people from all over the country that – that converged on this one place for this specific goal to simulate a convention. And we did it in a day and a half, and, and it never went off the rails. And so you can only imagine um, we had guidelines. We had specific call. And so, like, um, I had the honor also of being the chairman of the Term Limits Committee. And in there, we had lots of proposed uh, measures for the amendments that we were trying to put forth before we took it to the body. And um, and if somebody got a little out of line, somebody else within the committee would say, no, no, that's not the scope of our call, and that opens up a bigger door, or that's not why we're here. And then even when we took it to the floor, when people would offer amendments that maybe would kind of drift you off course of what the, the, the specific calls were for, somebody called it out. And, um, and at the end of the convention, um, which was really pretty much two days, 
we had a good product. Um, there were a few of them that we wanted to pass, but we didn't because, because we said, hey, look, there's going to be a lot of unintended consequences here, and this is something that would require a much deeper dive, and, and we have to think it completely through. Just like the convention when they were coming up with the Constitution, they didn't do it in two days. They, they spent a lot of time and a lot of thought, and the brain trust that was our founding fathers, um, they thought it through. And, and, and the pure genius of that and, and the outcome of that is the fact that the United States, if, if you really think about it, we are one of the oldest existing governments on Earth. I think we might be. A lot of people say, well, what about Egypt? They've been around for thousands of years. Yeah, but their system of government has changed so many times. What about Great Britain? Even Great Britain's mm-hmm. system of government. They went from a king and a monarchy to a, you know, to a parliament. But the United States has served as a beacon for the rest of the world, living off these documents, and it's held us together as a, as a, as a republic. And... Um, and it has served as an example. And that, that just speaks to the pure genius of our, our founding fathers and the collective brain trust that was them when they came up with it. Well, I want to add uh, and clarify something. We've been talking about the Convention of States and the calls. There are three areas that we can propose amendments to. So the caller has made the, Steve, our, our good buddy on the phone, who's uh, afraid of this, is wrong in another way. The only areas that you can address with amendments are term limits, fiscal responsibility for the federal government, and the reach and jurisdiction of the federal government. Those are the only things that you can discuss. And what was interesting when I... Wait a minute. When you say that, that's via uh, what? The Constitution itself nope. or the agreement? So uh, the states this, is a bit, this is a bit of history about calling a convention. Uh, there have been many calls for convention over the the, the life of our country. Right. None have gotten to convention. And so the people who put this call together thought, why? Usually it was always one issue. ERA amendment, right. they called that. There was a call for a, a balanced budget amendment at one time. And as Dan Eubanks had mentioned, Gavin Newsom in California thinks he's going to do gun control through a convention of states. Good luck to him. I, mm-hmm. I hope he goes for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Show that you also know that this is a safe and trustworthy system. I hope he goes for it. But in this case, the people who set up the current convention of states action said, we're not going to do just one thing. We're going to do three broadly popular ideas. Term limits, not just for congressmen, but also for bureaucrats. Whoa, right Anyone on, right on. who works in Washington, the idea is you don't go to D.C. and spend the rest of your life you there. You Fauci, 40 years. <laughs> yes. Exactly, exactly. That's where most of the power rests anyways, but these bureaucratic agencies, right. they're, they're making all types of law and and uh, by just administration, you know, like the EPA. You know, they'll come in and say, well, you know, that, that ditch that has some water on it on your property <laughs> right. is not yours. Right. Right. And, and, and that, none of that ever went through our elected representation. And so a lot of the power also rests with and a lot of the deep state and the, the swamp is is made up of these bureaucratic agencies. And so it's to take a look at those. And, and just to piggyback on what John was saying, these are calls, meaning that they will be discussed. You may have something come out of it. You may not have something come out of it um, and have well, hold on. Uh, limit, or you might not. 
We're talking with Dan Eubanks, state representative here in Mississippi, along with John, uh, John Armstrong, legislative liaison for the Convention of States and that website, conventionofstates.com. We're going to take a break. I got a couple questions when we come back. Let's get all my info. All right, folks, we're back, and it is. Paul's been holding a long time. Before. Let's go to Paul. Paul, I appreciate you holding. Actually, I forgot you were there, bro. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, I just got uh, three questions. Or are you guys there? Okay. Now, I heard Representative Eubanks say that, um, what was that he said, that the original convention, 10 of those states had given their their um, delegates what I would call carte blanche authority. And so my question is, of the states that have that have voted for this this uh, convention of states now, mm-hmm. how many, if any, have given their delegates carte blanche authority? And the second question would be, how many delegates are each state going to send to this convention of states? Is it based on population? And then third question is going to be a little more difficult. Uh, given the current climate in the U.S. where you, we can't even get an elected representative and senator to vote to cut the budget, are they, are they worried at all about George Soros and Bill Gates and the billionaires global government club of the World Economic Forum going in there and, and secretly offering five, ten million dollars to these delegates, each one, and buying them off. And so I'm going to uh, hang up and listen okay, to but you now, hold, hold, But Paul, Paul, before you go, if they bought them off, what would that entail? Well, I don't know. That's what I want to hear your guys okay. address. Good question. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Those are some great questions, Paul. They really are. Um, the, the I can speak to them, or John, you can take them, whichever. Take one, and I'll try the next. Okay. Um, well, why don't you want to talk about authority, and I'll talk about the other two that he had. Uh, sure. Yeah, but so, the first question I believe he said was right. Um, the calls. Yeah, so the call he, in, in uh, yeah. All states have the same call, so they have right. the f- same three areas that you can propose amendments in. I'll repeat them. Term limits, financial responsibility, power and jurisdiction of the federal government. That is all. They're all the same. In fact, the convention couldn't be held if the calls were all different. It wouldn't be the same convention. You'd have, you know, you'd have the gun rights convention with two states and they have their call. You need 34 states with the same call. So it'd just be a waste of time. It'd be, yeah. A mess. Yeah, so the, the resolution that the states have passed, the 19 that have passed, and I believe it's active in about another 15 or 20 state yeah. legislatures, the uh, the language is the same. And it has to in order for everything to line up. Because you can't have one group calling for this and another group calling for that uh, because everybody's not in agreement. So so what has to happen is the the language has to be the same for the, for the same call. So I one state couldn't say, well, we want to throw this in on it, and another state say, well, we want to throw this in on it. Uh, everybody has to agree to the same call before they go. And then, and then basically the authority that they have from, from their state legislature is you've got to stick to the call. You can't, you can't, like, venture off into the weeds and decide you want to rewrite how many uh, people it takes to ratify a, a, you know, an amendment or, or take away people's guns or, or whatever it is. And um, and then as far as how many delegates, that's one of the things that's being hammered out now. But even if even if a state sent five delegates, they'd still only get one vote. Uh, 
And so you might have, you might send, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, but it, it, if, if let's say Mississippi decides they're going to send three delegates, they still only get one vote, but three people can act as a brain trust for Mississippi. And they can say, well, you know, what about this? What about this? And collectively, they can come up with the questions that need to be asked at convention uh, or object to something, but they still are only going to get one vote in the matter, one vote, one state, one vote, um, before it goes back to the legislatures. And, it's, and just to answer your question about Soros, because you know he's got his finger in everything, and it just seems like he is hell-bent on the destruction of our country. Um, so it would be you know, it'd be wise to say, well, how could he enter in on this? I do know that in some cases he actually is fighting against some of the call for convention because uh, it's a workaround of him. Because ultimately, let's say you send delegates to, um, you know, to a convention, and let's say Soros's buddies come up and say, look, we're going to give each of you delegates a million bucks. You just got to throw in, you know, you know, let's remove the Second Amendment, you know, whatever it is. Um it wouldn't do any good because it would still have to go back before their entire state legislature, which right. means your state representative that lives down the street from you in your district or your state senator that, you know, lives in the you know city over, maybe just, you know, a couple blocks over from you. You can show up at their house and say, buddy, you better not vote for this or you better vote for this. And so really, anytime you can get government back as close to the people as possible, you will get a more representative form of government. And that's part of the problem that we're experiencing with the way that D.C. and that whole swamp has just – it's like they don't even care anymore because all they're thinking about is who do I got to make happy so that I can uh, you know, work towards the next election cycle. So, so even if Soros tried to come in and bribe delegates, it, it wouldn't change the end result because it still has to go back. It's a huge hurdle, a high, high bar. It's taken 10 years to get to 19 states. And and if it went back to every single state and it was some bogus whatever that he paid or any other organization tried to pay to get put in as an amendment that was offered up to the states to be ratified, you still have, you know, 5,000 uh, legislators that have constituencies that mm-hmm. live down the street from them and would make it very well known to them that, hey, you vote for this, you're done. And so that's part of the checks and balances. So I don't I don't think you have to worry about about um, any of the delegates being bought off in that regard. Um, I think ultimately it still comes back to people like me in the legislature that can say, uh-uh, no way, you know, and I can build a coalition within, uh, you know, within the, the House and we can vote it down and all it would take would be one chamber to vote it down in order to totally derail it in that state. Mm-hmm. And that would happen and replicate itself across the nation if somebody tried to do that, I believe. Also, the Convention of States, the national group, has been working on some model legislation for states to help them pick delegates and then police delegates. And that legislation is going to be coming out soon. And that's actually why, in part, I'm out talking to people and getting uh, discussion going is because we would like to pass some more resolutions for Convention of States to make it more accountable so that when we do get, say, you know, say Mississippi sends four uh, delegates to the convention and one of them starts going off on some crazy end, we would like to have a resolution to give this, say, the House power to recall that delegate immediately, basically send out the sheriff, 
gather them up, bring them back, send mm-hmm. out another one. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have that power for the states to help police the whole thing. So that's something we are working on and something we will be trying to pass probably in the next year or so. And, you know, for us to forego the alternative, this backdoor way of amending our Constitution uh, to the exclusion of just the Congress amending it, it just makes the people that uh, that Paul and Steve are afraid might influence make their job easier because they got less people to influence. Right. To buy Spot off. on. Spot yeah. on. Yep. And that's the thing about it is that, you know, we all realize there's a huge problem in our country. We see the direction it's headed. We see the precipice. I mean, it is – we can't continue to carry a $33 trillion deficit and a $190 trillion unfunded liabilities balance sheet. Uh, you know, every man, woman, and child in our country's portion of that is around $600,000. I don't have $600,000. Mm-hmm. You can only kick the can so long. And I promise you, the folks in D.C., they they aren't. They aren't willing to do anything. That's why we're where we're at. Right. And so, um, so yeah. I mean, if if what if what we got is, you know, what you want, then yeah, don't try anything. But if you don't do anything, you're not going to get a different outcome. It's going to just continue to go in the direction it's going to the point to where everybody will be in the hurt, and it'll be too late. You know, anything you try will be too little, too late. Right. I like I like to say that Washington is broken. They broke it, and they like it that way. That's right. So not only do I think they're – I don't think they're incompetent. I think it's working just like they want it that's to right. work, and that's, that's right. my evil. problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, and they've lost what the founding fathers uh, had in their hearts and what they intended through the documents that we would pass on to succeeding generations, and that is respect for succeeding generations in terms of how we handle resources. And the Constitution and our government is one of those resources – that we're squandering, as Dan pointed out, $33 trillion. Their goal and their thoughts are, well, whatever system that comes out of whatever we break and whatever piles left, they're going to be at the top of the fold and they'll have some resources to tide them over. So, you know, I guess that's how they're looking at it. I think so. The pie is shrinking. I got to get my cut of the pie before it disappears. Right. That's what they're all. They're all with forks and knives cutting a piece. (laughs) Folks, we're going to take a quick. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, the American people should ask themselves, why is it that people go in uh, to the Senate and to Congress, and they go in being worth one thing and come out being worth millions? Um, there is a, a, a perverse incentive for working in your own best interest and to get reelected and and then mix into that all the special interest money that comes their way in, in the mm-hmm. form of donations and all that, and it keeps them in power. And so... You know, the establishment protects the establishment because they work on behest of them, their own human nature, but also the people that are funding it. And and so it will get to a point to where the American people will have to have a Hail Mary play. And that was what Article 5 was put in there precisely for. In fact, the Article 5 is the last exit before gunfire, in my estimation. <laughs> we need to take this final break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Final few minutes. We've had John Armstrong, legislative liaison for the Convention of States. Conventionofstates.com. There you can find more information, see the video, get a good overview, get your questions answered, and you can participate. There's a place where you can uh, offer your services and help out, put another shoulder against the wheel. And Dan Eubanks, Dan, we'll let you get the first of the last few minutes. 
Well, Kim, I just I appreciate <laughs> to be with you again on your show. Always a pleasure. And uh, and and uh, you know, I hope that all of your listeners will will take. If anything, it'll start a discussion and and maybe reveal to them that there is there is hope. I mean, we don't have to just settle for what we got. That that there is still hope that this great republic best days could be ahead of us, but it's going to take all of us kind of coming together and then fighting the good fight. And one of the ways that we can do that is through an Article 5 convention. And so educate yourself on it and, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. My number, everything's public. Just Google me. And uh, and I'll be glad to talk with you about it. And I know John would as well. Okay. I'd like to say, following up what, what Mr. Wade had said, yeah, go to the website. You can volunteer and not only will you be helping to save our country, I think you'll meet some really great people, as I have. And that's made a huge difference in my life in the last couple of years. Mm. I used to be sitting and swearing at the TV, basically, uh, thinking, we're done. We're right. toast. But I've met a lot of patriots, a lot of people who have a great perspective. And it has been uplifting for me spiritually, right. besides thinking, I'm actually doing something that might actually help here. That's a great feeling at the end of the day. Well, as you spoke of John Mason and his efforts, a lot of things that we do will not get any note. There won't be any certificates or anything. Right. But it's the thing to do. You know it, and it's incumbent upon you to carry it out. And that's where that Christian courage comes in that I encourage folks to have. Courage in general, but the main thing is America's worth saving. It's worth getting in the fight. Check out the convention of states.com. Com, find out more information about that. And uh, Dan, we appreciate you. Anytime you're back in the area, brother, give us well, a call. I'd love to come see you when I get back down there for session uh, come January. So right. let's do it. All right, my friend. And then we'll be having John back in. John is uh, uh, he's up on things politically. So as the Lord presses upon his heart to come in and say something, he can bless us with his words. Well, thank you so much for that. I will. I look forward to speaking with you all again. All right, that's conventionofstates.com. What we're going to do is uh, uh, John is, let's see, so what's the next thing on your agenda? Meaning for Convention of States? Yeah, right. Oh, we will be looking, we're going to be getting that resolution uh, language about how to pick delegates, how to police delegates. I'll be looking that over and discussing it with uh, people in the House and Senate mm-hmm. and looking to pass it as soon as we can. Okay. Um, that's the next big thing on our, our plate. And if you want to be a part of it, conventionofstates.com. We're going to take a break. Be back in 22 hours. See you on the radio. Peace.